Why, hello, and welcome back to Wrong Opinions Only with your hosts, Justin and Kayla. And sorry about the week off, guys, but we are busy people. We need a little bit of time, and frankly, it's been, what, three years, Kayla, and we've only missed a few weeks. So. That's true. That's pretty, I mean, I think that's pretty phenomenal uh, for us to only take a couple weeks of time off. So, it's summer, you know? Exactly. And we're coming back. Mm-hmm. With another movie review week, and we have buddy movies this time, Kayla. It's only fitting that we've come back together and we decided to do buddy movies because just kind of looking at the list of buddy movies throughout the years, I was both surprised at how many I haven't seen and not surprised because it's me and that's usually how it goes, you know? Yeah, and when I was looking up buddy movies there's so many different ways it can go right you can have the buddy cop you can have the funny buddy movie you can have the travel buddy movie you can have the juxtaposition of different people like clashing or working together there's just so many different avenues it can go there are and it was just it actually there were a couple movies on my list that i hadn't seen yet that i was like how have i not seen that and honestly i feel like from the 2000s on a lot of the titles were familiar movies to me um, we tended to pick a, or I guess both films were in a decade that we love. So that's pretty funny of all the buddy movies throughout the years. But what do you like about buddy movies? What do you dislike about them? I just love when you have two friends that there's so much history behind them that ties into the movie you're watching so that mm-hmm. they can play off of each other. They can make fun of each other, but also be serious and Even if they have completely polar opposite personalities, you still know in the end they're always going to stick up for each other. So it's like a a heartwarming feeling, but also you get to laugh at their shenanigans. Yes, and I find it funny that I guess in real life, most of the time you have friends that are like have a lot of things in common with you, but maybe personality wise, I feel like a lot of the buddy movies, they tend to be like complete yep. opposites. 100%. Like the person that's just so rigid and and then you have the one that just doesn't like go die hard. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I haven't seen. So sure. Kayla, Kayla, Kayla. I just know it may or may not be a Christmas movie. That's all I got. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I enjoy them. They're fun. They're tend to be comedies. I would say usually. Um, and they're just like a fun watch. And I feel like, there's always a buddy movie every year. Whether it's good or not, we you know could go either way. But Now, in your mind, is there a difference between buddy movies and friendship yes. movies? Okay. I'm glad you asked that because, you know, looking up films, I was like, all right, what are we saying as a buddy? And I think it's two people as the main focus of the plot line versus a group. And it's about them doing something, like whether it's a journey to do something or something happens to them and they have to figure it out like that is the plot yep friendships tend to be about you know throughout the years long or, lasting right over right time, yeah correct yeah or like a time in their lives but buddy movies are usually a journey of some sort yep so that's my definition yeah i think i, I would agree with that because uh, same thought when i was looking through i'm like this is a friendship movie but right. not a buddy movie per se which kind of narrowed it down for me especially ones that i've seen and Yes. Realized the list of movies you haven't seen, Kayla, baffled me. And I haven't seen like all of them, but when I sent you a list, you're like, yeah, I haven't seen any of those. I was like, what the hell, Kayla? These are classics. You know what it is? And we talk a lot about where I tend to lean comedically. Um, and I think a lot of buddy movies are like goofy as hell. And True. that type of humor tends not to be the humor that I gravitate towards. And I think that's why I haven't seen a lot of buddy movies, quote unquote. Which is why I gave you just the most <laughs> prototypical, stupid, ridiculous comedy buddy movie of the 90s that I could think of. 
You absolutely did. Uh, so let's go right into that. So you assigned me Dumb and Dumber. I know, folks. I haven't seen the film, uh, which is available on Max. And then I gave you the film Thelma and Louise, which is available on Showtime. Or if you have it in addition on Paramount Plus, you can also watch it. Like I could watch it through Paramount Plus, but you said you couldn't. So yeah, I tried to watch it through Paramount Plus, but I have Paramount Plus through Amazon. Oh, okay. so I don't know if it's like maybe they have restricted offerings when it's through Amazon Prime instead of its own separate. That could app? be. Maybe I, I should look to see if I'm paying like forty dollars a <laughs> yeah, month for Paramount Plus, and I don't realize it. But I thought like basically Paramount Plus absorbed Showtime. So I thought that was kind of the deal. So Showtime shows are on Paramount+. That's Plus what now. I thought too. And But then I just did a free trial of Showtime through Hulu in order to watch it. So now I'm very confused. I got to remember to cancel the free streaming trial. Streaming is so confusing, y'all. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> you got like three different streaming sites to get to a show or movie you want to watch. Anywho, let's talk about why we gave each other these films. Why did you give me Dumb and Dumber other than just to make me watch it? It's Dumb and Dumber, Kayla, just uh -huh. a rite of passage as a human being <laughs> that was born in the 90s. You need to watch it. And I know that it is not up your alley of movies you like. And if you didn't watch it when you were younger mm -hmm. and maybe more inclined to laugh at the really stupid Jim Carrey humor, you're probably not going to like it now. But you can't go on in life not having seen <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. So I had to give it to you. There's so many lines, too, that just pop up in day-to-day -day conversation that you need to know the origins of those, Kayla. Okay, fair enough. It was for my human history. Got it. Um, I give you Thelma and Louise, which, funny enough, was not a movie I had seen either. Which is baffling to me. I know. But it's a movie that... I thought always seemed up my alley. Like, I feel like it's always in discussions about like top films and um, feminism and like just these two characters and the story. Like, people make f jokes about it, like the plot line. So, like, it's always been in the repertoire of like TV, of film talk. And I never saw it. So, honestly, it was an opportunity one for me to see it finally. And two, like, not a lot of buddy movies you haven't seen. So it just kind of worked out that way. So we'll see what you thought about it. And I do, one of the reasons I love these movie review episodes that we do is because we always give the other person a movie they haven't seen. Yes. And sometimes it's one you haven't seen yourself, but it really broadens mm -hmm. things to watch. Like I probably would not have gone out of my way to watch Thelma and Louise if you did not assign right. it to me. So it's just kind of, you know, you get exposure to more things that you may not have thought of initially. I completely agree. I think right now we're all so used to searching through a streaming and trying to find yeah. something that we're familiar with. And most of the time we tend to go towards what we've always watched. So I think it really helps to be like, no, you're going to watch this movie. And sometimes it really works out. And sometimes we make fun of it. But all in all, it's a good night when we do it. So, all right. Shall we begin? Justin? Let's do it up. All right, Thelma and Louise, Kayla. So this came out in 1991. Two hours, 10 minutes. Director Ridley Scott, heard of him. Writer is Callie Curry. So I was a little uh, intrigued because of Ridley Scott with somebody else writing. He, he's got kind of a specific style to it. The budget was only $16.5 million. We say this time and time again. These 90 movies, there were so many good quality movies that were made for 10, 20, 30, 40 million. And now you can't make anything for less than 100 million. It's insane. It did a little over 45 million in box office and it had a Rotten Tomatoes score of 86. 
some awards. I uh, got the best screenplay at the Oscars. It was nominated for a ton of other things. Best director, actress for both leading uh, actresses, Gina Davis, who played Thelma, and Susan Sarandon, who played Louise. Cinematography, film editing. I don't know how they got nominated for some of those things, but whatever. Think of the time, Justin. Think of the time. 1991. <laughs> true. Uh Nominated and won quite a few other smaller awards, but the big thing was screenplay at the Oscars. Uh, not a real ton of uh, fun facts besides some of the actual scenes of the movie were mistakes in shooting, and then Ridley Scott just liked how it turned out, and the actors kind of kept going with it, so he left it in, but not too mu- much else that I found in fun facts. What about you? I heard that Thelma or Gina Davis wanted to play Louise originally, Yep, um, and then the car scene at the end um, was like they only had three cars because you actually had to use actual cars. So you only had three cars to use and they got it on the second take. So the first one just completely crashed. But the second one worked fine. Then they did the third one, but the second one was gold. So I just, I just find it funny because now we would use the same vehicle and CGI it. So yeah. And you had a loaded cast. We talked about it quickly, and I'll just kind of give some of the main cast members before I get into my recap here. I already mentioned Susan Sarandon playing Louise, Gina Davis playing Thelma. This is the year before A League of Their Own came out, so she was on a bit of a heater there. Uh, Hal, which is a cop in the show, was played by Harvey Keitel. Michael Madsen played a love interest, as well as Christopher McDonald, a.k.a. Shooter McGavin, played Daryl. And Brad Pitt played jd it's one of brad pitt's earlier films in his career and he looked so young in this oh another he he looks like an 18 year old in this movie it's freaky another fun fact is gina davis used to date uh the guy that played daryl christopher mcdonald so she actually recommended him for the role of her oh really yeah husband on the movie and that's pretty funny so yep All right, so do you want to count me down, Kayla? All right, Justin, here we go. Give us the story. Go. Waitress Louise wants to go on a weekend trip with her best friend Thelma. Thelma has an asshole husband. Shooter McGavin doesn't tell him and leaves with Louise. They stop at a bar for a drink. Guy tries to rape Thelma in the parking lot. Louise shoots him dead. They go on the run. Thelma continues to act like a 12-year-old the whole movie. Louise plans to go to Mexico, pick up a random hitchhiker, JD. Yeah, that's a smart move. Louise gets money back from boyfriend who shows up. Thelma fucks JD after he tells her he's out on parole for robbery. He steals all their money in Thelma's wedding ring because obviously he does. Thelma turns into a mini badass and robs a convenience store for money. Gets pulled over by a cop. Thelma threatens the cop and puts him in the trunk. Cops find them because of course they do they refuse to give up and drive off a cliff together at the end 32 seconds there we go so i think i summarized the movie it's two best friends set out on an adventure and shenanigans ensue yeah but as buddies do i will tell you kayla sure i was expecting i was like okay this is supposed to be a good movie i'm i'm in Mm. i'm excited ouch did not like it okay i thought the acting was damn near horrendous in this movie from both from susan sarandon and gina davis (gasps) gina davis less so but susan sarandon overacting every chance i like the screenplay the dialogue every scene though it seems like she is just it's like her first time that she's ever acted i don't know it it was just took me out of it a little bit because every scene she they'll just be talking and then out of nowhere shut up thelma just aggressively and then moves on. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Here's my question to you. Have you seen a lot of Susan Sarandon movies? No. Okay. Is that just how she acts? It's kind of like that's the role she plays a lot. So maybe to me, like, that didn't take me out because she, like, she plays that in Stepmom. She plays that in, like, yeah. Like, that's kind of... 
I don't know if she just leans towards that or maybe that is how she is in real life if you follow her Twitter. But um, yeah. yeah. It, it took me out of it a little bit. And, Interesting. And all, yeah, and Gina Davis, I really like, could not get over that she acts like a naive 12-year-old girl the whole first like hour and a half of the movie. And it's just baffling to me how she's... she. She really is not acting like a mid-30s-year-old woman majority of the movie. And it's just, do people act this way at this age? I just don't understand. Are they trying to say that her maturity is stunted because she got married so young, maybe? It just, it didn't really tie together well for me. Interesting. That's not where I thought you were going to go. I thought your animosity was going to be towards Thelma because my animosity was completely... Oh, That's well, what I meant, That Thelma. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um I was so irritated until about half, honestly, to the point of the bank robbery. Yeah. I was like, Louise, because I like Louise. I didn't have a problem with her. She, she, I actually identified a lot with her because she was like the level-headed person. Don't do this. Let's go home. We're trying to go to the cabin. And Thelma's just like, I'm here for a good time. Not a long time. Didn't work out for her. Louise had to clean it up. And then, all because of Thelma's constant mistakes. Louise could have been already drinking cocktails in Mexico if she dropped the dead weight that was Thelma. 100%. So I just was like, Louise, what is it? And I think I got a feeling later towards the end of the movie, yeah. but I was like, what was it is keeping you with Thelma because you should have left her ass at the side of the road and gone to Mexico. She's not worth it. How about the fact they are on the run, they are wanted for murder. They don't tell everybody what happens. It was... Not quite self-defense, but kind of self-defense, right? They would... I mean, Louise would have went to jail, but she wouldn't have done a ton of time, maybe. You I have don't to know. think about the time, remember, because the reason Ooh. she left is because it happened to her in Texas. You have to presume True. from the cops saying, like, I know what happened to you, that nothing happened to the person. Nothing yeah, happened to the guy. That's true. So she had everything to think that she would be the one. And it, she shot him before it looked like any of the act really happened. Like, he hit Thelma and, like, punched her and was getting ready to start to rape he, her i think he was just yeah I, you don't want to go into say, detail but, but yeah like honestly i thought he did until she said something like thelma was describing it and didn't say so, like, that there's he no did physical it. evidence right said, yeah. so i was like oh yeah i go how because it was way more intense of a scene than i thought i was gonna watch in this movie yeah so i was kind of sitting there like oh my god Same. i was like this, this is, is dark uh-huh and then after that it's two days later and Thelma's like, let's pick up this hitchhiker. We're on the run for murder. I also, somebody just tried to rape me at a bar. Let's pick up a random guy and bring him in our car. I was like, I don't, this is really weird to me. And then when he shows up at their apartment later on, and I talked to um, my wife about this to get a female perspective, I go, break this down for me. Is, <laughs> is this like something that, could happen. She just had this really ba bad experience with a guy who was kind of being super nice at first, and then it turned at the bar. And then she invites this other guy in. I know it's Brad Pitt and all, but she made a good point. Like maybe in that situation, with everything that happened to her and all the shit she's taken from her shit ass husband Daryl, mm -hmm. she's trying to take control back. Sure. And she's trying to be like, "Come in, I have control now." But once he comes in, he goes, "Oh yeah, well, I'm out on parole for robbery." <laughs> Oh, take off that big old wedding ring you have, set it down on the table. Oh, is that a freaking stack of cash? All right, cool. Let's have sex. Let's hook up. And then Thelma is just like, 
oh, cool. Yeah, I'll just leave him in the room with everything and go downstairs and get coffee. With like, What an it? She's so dumb. I can't stand her. So I don't want to tread on my Dumb and Dumber review, but there is a, a similar scene where you're just kind of like, why? Many times throughout the movie, you're going, why did you do this? Why yes. did you do this? And so when it got to that point, I was just like, she reminded me of Harry and Lloyd, where Harry's just like, I'm going to kill you, Lloyd, because <laughs> Louise absolutely should have just fucking shot at Thelma. Her whole life savings. Not only that, but she's having this difficult goodbye with her boyfriend, Jimmy. Who's like proposing, kind who's of. Who's like, so seems so sweet, so good for her. Yeah. She has to leave him. Well, I mean, he did like throw shit all over the hotel room, too. So you could tell that there's like a dark, S- shitty side of him. Maybe. Yeah, there's yeah. passion, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then you just, you let this happen. So it was just I, so crazy. It was so hard to feel any type of feeling towards Thelma. It's funny because when I told someone at work I was going to watch it, she was like, oh, you'll love it, blah, blah, blah. I described my anger towards Thelma. She's like, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like She goes, you'll see it a hundred times, and every time you'll be pissed at Thelma. I go, okay. So so is that a good acting job by Gina yes, Davis? Because yes. we hated Thelma so I much? I agree. Yeah. Yes, that, that's where I, And I also think that she's a stunted... You know, yeah, she said she age. got married at 18. Yeah, she she's 14 when they met. 14. Yeah, like she just rough because I totally identified with Louise the whole movie. Me too. I, I was like, her. Louise, like, I, same thing. Get rid of Thelma and like, go save her. yourself. Ditch her. She's ruining your life every step. You just did it to help her. Like, oh my God. And then like, I am glad they make the turn for mm-hmm. Thelma where she robs the, yes. the bank or the convenience store. Maybe check to see if there's a camera staring directly at you. Step number one. <laughs> She takes the robber's exact thing yes. he says to steal everything, gets out of there. And then she threatens a cop and puts him in a trunk. I was like, that turned a little quicker than I think yeah. her character would have. I don't think at any point in within a week's time is passed, like this whole movie, she's going to put a gun up to a cop's head and tell him to get into a trunk. That's not in Thelma's character, I don't think. So we need to talk about this, and I'm curious of your thoughts. I feel like halfway of the movie is not time-wise. It's that. It's the point that she decides, yeah. okay, I really fucked this up for us and Louise. I need to do something to win Louise back, to make this better. And it's a different movie, I it think, is. from that point And on. that's when it turns good. What do you think is happening there? Because I want to say something. Gina Davis at the beginning, I'm like, okay. Gina Davis gets hotter and hotter yes. as the movie goes. 100%. When she's in the cutoff black t-shirt, hair loose, cigarette in hand, I was like, holy She's fuck turning Thelma. into Louise, basically. I was like, man, holy shit, Gina Davis. And I was like enthralled. I was like, Thelma could do no wrong. But the trajectory was very Grease, actually, right? It yeah. was like Sandra D, right? Just out of nowhere, just like and that. turning turns. into a greaser. Like, so what did you think about what they were doing with Thelma and Louise? Is this a, here's what I'm going to propose to you. This may be just me. Is this a buddy movie or did this turn a little, is there something there? Romantic movie? Yes. Or is that just work out pals? I think there were romantic undertones to it, but it's tough to tell because Gina Davis's character, Thelma, it was just, she's so immature so much of the movie. So you Mm -hmm. can buy that. Louise not going with Jimmy leads me to believe she's like, I'm fine just hanging out with Thelma for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I don't think they did enough for me to go fully down that road. I feel like both Gina Davis gets hotter in the film mm-hmm. and she gets gayer in the film, is my argument. Okay. I just was like, 
wow, she is totally leaning. She's in, like, I'm like, screw yes. over men. I just had the yes, best sex me of my and Louise, life. Yeah. Like we're fuck- I feel powerful. I feel like I'm stepping into her true self. As she said, even in the car at the end, like this is her empowered. And Louise is just like, I've been here, babe. So like, glad you caught up. And then that ending totally surprised me. Um, so I was like, would you just do that if you're about to die? I don't know. I mean, I tend to see most things with rainbow glasses, but this seemed pretty... Pretty much every cop scene is absurd. Like, they are trying to track them down. Yeah. They're also like, oh, let's add a comedic element to some of these cop scenes that had really no purpose in the movie. Like, when Harvey Keitel is, like, making jokes yeah. to Christopher McDonald's character or the, uh, the bartender from the bar where the rape happened. It's just... They're adding in weird, yeah. like, jokes that I think are not necessary at all. And then there's a scene earlier on where they're driving and there's cops driving towards them. And then they just completely veer off the road quickly. Yes. Cops don't think that's weird, that they just veered off into nothingness. And they're like, oh, I'm sure that car is fine. No big deal. And then later on, it's just like all these cops are surrounding them. And then it just cuts and they're away. They've gotten away. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? I don't. It just, I did not like the action sequences. And I think the issue is something we bring up a lot when we watch these mm-hmm. old movies, that I'm watching it with a 2023 yes, lens yes. and a 1991 film. Yes. It's probably the issue. And think of cops too at that time and their technology and like, you True. know, different things like that. Yeah, I just, there was no real reason to have them kiss at the end if there wasn't some sort of implication to me. Like you both established they were married, they like men, all that. It just seems so like the trajectory of them becoming themselves and then the kiss. I was like, this makes no sense other than to imply that they're in love with each other. I don't know. It's like all we need is Correct. each other. Like, we don't need any there was no. It wasn't like a pack. It wasn't like we're in this, like we're going, yeah. like, I don't know. That was just my interpretation that, of that's it. That's interesting. You know, I wasn't thinking that while I yeah. was watching it, but as you lay it out, I guess, I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, this movie does have kind of like a narrative of that. Like, it's very like, we're going to be Thelma and Louise. Like, I know a lot of couples tend to be like a Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Like, so I knew it was there, but I just, I was like, there's no, like, I try to think about it. There's no other reason I think to have that happen than if there wasn't this kind of underlying yeah. implication. True. You know, but I was like, how did Louise become friends with Thelma? I really want to know. Yeah. They have nothing in common. It, <laughs> it makes no sense. You know, Louise you figure out that she was previously raped in Texas, which is why she's mm-hmm. trying to, she's trying to get to Mexico without going through Texas. Which was Think funny. About that. was like, you can't do that. Yeah. That's like very <laughs> difficult to do. Right. Especially when you're driving. And uh, so that at least ties in why she shot this guy the way she did. Cause it probably triggered something in her. And she saw, he had to say those comments. I mean, that was yeah. the, she's well, going to walk away. He deserved it. You yeah. know, I go to court a lot. He said this to me. Yep. He tried to rape, rape my friend. Screw this guy. 1991 Arkansas you're in kind of the south there right so you don't trust the uh, judicial system to have your back yeah I mean Louise even says when she talks to the cop which I found so funny when (laughs) Thelma called her husband Daryl and he's just like oh hey and then she immediately hangs up and is like yeah he's not alone like he knows so funny to me Uh, they're like be nice to her like (laughs) They love it when you're, like, nice to them. And then there's this weird moment where he's, like, palling around with the cops about turning in his wife. He's like, oh, yeah, women love it when you fucking do that, right? <laughs> like, what are these scenes? I just didn't get it. I have it's no so idea bizarre. how it was nominated for director and acting 
and cinematography and film editing. Screenplay I get. It's an interesting screenplay. It's a unique idea. The slow-mo driving off the cliff at the end, that's iconic, right? That's what everybody thinks of when they hear Thelma and Louise, like, we don't need anybody. We're going to die before we give ourselves into the cops here. It just, all in all, did not really do it for me. And also, Louise and her little uh, situation with Jimmy, where she's like, I can't tell you where I'm going, but also tell me where you're wiring the money so I, yeah, I, I yeah, can go to that exact kinda... spot. And then Jimmy goes, I won't say a word. And then, like, 20 minutes later, he's talking to the cops, and she's like, oh, yeah, so I gave uh, all the money to Louise. And it's like, well, I thought he was going to be a good guy and not give her up. But when they're calling her, he's like, well, I know that Jimmy took out $6,700, gave it to you, and then uh, JD stole it from Thelma. So what's going on here? Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. And, like, even the main, well, I guess, side throw line plot line of the cop who is sympathizing with Louise and Thelma and keeps trying to reassure them, like, you're okay. Like, this kind of, like, father figure that's just like, are you guys okay? He's like, chasing after the car in slow motion at the end. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, and everyone else just wants him dead, you know, for what? It's just, like, he was, a, you know, he was a sleazeball. That's what everyone says. It's like, why are you coming out with, like, 50 weapons? I mean, Thelma did, again, jack him up by robbing the store so that kind of after being accused of right. murder so and then they blow up that truck from the asshole truck guy forgot about that yeah. yes they blow- <laughs> <laughs> then they do lock the cop in the trunk but other than that they barely did a thing let them go to mexico you know they did it all very nicely though like when they she's did. locking up the uh cop it's uh i can't remember the exact language but she's like He's like, I have a wife and kids. He's like, oh, well, be sweet to them because my husband's not sweet to me. And look how I turned out. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Like, it was just, it started to turn funny a bit. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, like, it it was. I couldn't tell if it was intentional or unintentional comedy at parts, though. It seemed like some of it was intentional, but some were just like, this is so bad, it's funny. I think it was intentional. Like, yeah. Ridley Scott has some humor to him. Like, True. You know, and I, I did read that um, he originally at the ending thought it might be best to have Louise push Thelma out before she drove off the cliff. Which eh. I think to him was like Louise saving Thelma, but actually no, because Thelma's the one who robbed the bank. So, so Thelma's Louise, the one going to jail. So Louise yeah. would have been like, see ya, good luck. And just like drives off. Makes yeah, no I think sense. they need to drive off together. And then uh, Corey said, you know, about the ending that it was symbolic, not literal. We did everything possible to make sure you didn't see a literal death. You didn't see the car land. You didn't see a big puff of smoke. You were left with the image of them flying. They flew away out of this world and into the mass unconscious. Women who are completely free from all the shackles that restrain them have no place in this world. Um, I love that ending. I love that imagery that she didn't want anyone to touch them. She didn't want this like shootout scene or like a car crashing, which is... It's a nice image to end on. It's, just, it's kind of sad after all the stuff they go through. From having a woman writer. Because mm-hmm. if this is Ridley Scott and Ridley Scott <laughs> was involved in the writing, you better believe that there's some type of big explosion or shootout at the end. So I'm glad that it ended the way it did with her writing as opposed to like the director railroading that to a different route. Yeah, because it, it, it was a freedom for both of them mm-hmm. in some ways. I mean, I felt... Thelma was more free than Louise necessarily because Louise was kind of doing her own thing anyways. Um, but yeah, it was it was an interesting... It's not what I thought it was going to be, I guess I'd say. Same. I was uh, honestly thoroughly disappointed. 
I also thought they were like the plot was like a Bonnie and Clyde. So like before I so saw did it, I. yes, wow, I we thought, are idiots. Huh, Kayla? <laughs> I really thought the movie was about them going to different banks and robbing them. So that was also like the plot was totally different than what I expected. So that's funny. And just maybe it's a stupid question to ask here because they would have found out that they left that bar. They couldn't have just gone to the cabin and just pretend nothing happened. Oh, yeah, totally. And then nobody knew where that... Well, I guess some the people she worked with knew she was going to the cabin, but did they... How did they realize that it was that? I think they were so... Louise was so convinced that they were going to get found out Mm -hmm. that she thought she had to leave straight up. True. Which they did end up finding out, so, I mean... Yeah, how how did... Well, a lot of people saw them, but this was before internet days, so they're given, like, descriptions. Did the bar have so, a camera? No, no, no. <laughs> there was no no yeah. uh, outdoor cameras. No, what happened is they said... He was asking the bartender, and she's like, I didn't see anything, and he's an asshole. And what they said is when they cop actually talked to Louise and Thelma, he said the car, that a car saw them, like, people saw in the parking lot the, the car The car speed out, yes. and they tracked the car to Correct. the... Correct, gotcha. yes. And okay. it was registered to Louise, and that's kind of how they figured it out. So I think Louise... One knew they were gonna get found, she was gonna get found out, and two didn't think that she would get away with it. So she was like, True. "Mexico, it is." Yeah, I guess uh, if you can't get away with it, just drive off a cliff. Drive off a cliff, as they say. Yeah. So. Any uh, last thoughts on Thelma Louise? No, they got pretty the Brad much covered. Pitt it. Of it all. What about the what? The Brad Pitt of all. Did you like this? One of his like first few films, right? I think yeah, I did like uh, like him in this role. It was just kind of that smarmy douchey young cowboy. super ripped cowboy guy who's just like i i could get with any woman i want basically it was funny to watch him be so young and i just was thinking like the trajectory of his career and so was, i was watching that film going like he wasn't brad pitt yet and like yeah. how you know celebrated he is so it was funny to see him in that role like not knowing what he was to become kind of yeah and then it's just that scene where thelma like after they hook up walks into the coffee shop and her hair is still a mess i mean she would have ran a brush through yeah. her hair right and she's just like smiling like way too over the top and louise is like yeah you finally got laid right cool good job girl <laughs> oh shit he stole everything we have <laughs> oh she actually was brushing her hair in that like trauma like when she was like shaken up in the car she just started brushing her hair oh, yeah. and so this was like we need gas so yeah it's just actually I just had a uh, once upon a time in hollywood i just thought of because brad pitt plays that wait no, it's, uh, oh my goodness. What's the movie we saw that was like three hours? I know which one. Babylon. Babylon. Okay, so in Babylon, Brad Pitt plays a character that he's just was the top dog yep. when he was younger and then has to settle with his fame leaving him. So I did think about that movie with him being young, you know, because like he kind of is that, right? Like yep. sorry when he was young and is at a different point of his career. He's not necessarily looked at as like the, you know, hot stud. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. Cinema, man. I do have, before we uh, leave this movie, quick question. Sure. Why the hell, with everything that was going on, did Louise give Thelma the money to hold on to? Dumb. Dumb. Makes no sense. What, she's going to go into her room with her boyfriend, who gave her the money. He's going to steal back the money he gave her? No, just keep the money yourself. What? I don't... Why did he... She... You can't trust Thelma with anything. What are you doing? I, I, I'm trying to rack my brain. I can't think of it, other than... She didn't know how this goodbye was going to go with him. And so maybe she was like, 
She didn't want him to be like, screw you and... Right, or something. That's the only thing I think of, but dumb, dumb move, Louise. Uh, 100%. Okay. All right, well, let's get into Dumb and Dumber, Kayla. All right. All right, so Dumb and Dumber came out in 1994, directed by Peter Farrelly and written by Peter Farrelly, Bobby Farrelly, his brother, and Bennett Yellen. Notable stars, of course, Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels, Lauren Holly, Karen Duffy, Mike Starr, Charles Rocket, and Terry Garr. Box office budget of $17 million made $247.3 million. Wow. Dollars. Wow. Huge film. Somehow only has a 68% score on Rotten Tomatoes. And I had to look it up a little bit because I'm like, I, I feel like this is a comedy people always talk about. And I, I did read that it was mixed. Like, just when it came out, even. And a fun fact about the box office, it actually did double, or it did the same amount worldwide as it did domestically. So domestic, it did, like, 125, and worldwide, it did 125. So it was pretty even split, which I thought was a little weird. Everyone on either side were going to watch it. Um, Fun fact, so Jim Carrey's chipped tooth in the film is real. He chipped it in a fight in school, and he had it capped. So all he did was remove it, because he thought it fit the character better, which is pretty funny. So true. Um, the Stanley Hotel, which is located in Colorado, renamed the Danbury Hotel in Aspen in this movie, was the inspiration for the Overlook Hotel for The Shining. So if you got any Shining vibes <laughs> during this movie, it's because that's the hotel that inspired it. The final scene with Harry and Lloyd turning down the opportunity to ride on the bikini bus had two versions. <laughs> one was where they got on and one was where they didn't. Carrie basically refused to shoot the scene where they got on because he didn't believe that that would have been what they did um and i think that was the better option is to have them not get on well and it's so good that they're like oh we're looking for two guys and it's like oh you know there's a town right down that way and then they run after the bus and they go oh my god we made such a mistake we're so sorry the town's the other yes, way yeah. there's like 15 scantily Gorgeous women, girls, yeah. just like okay and then they're like oh man too bad we can't get our break like those two guys that are gonna get to go on that bus and just no just sense of like truly that. dumb and dumber to the end um and then this fact i knew about the film was jeff daniels was known for his dramatic roles prior to this mm-hmm. And the Farley brothers were worried he wouldn't be funny enough. So they basically completely undersold him and only offered him $50,000 for the role. In comparison, Jim Carrey made $7 million because they, they were trying to incentivize him not to get it. His agent told Jeff Daniels, don't do this. He only made fifty grand. Fifty grand, And he still accepted the role. Uh-huh. Just to show that he has the range. Because it is tough to watch this movie. And then you think about him in the newsroom or right. like in Point Break or like some of these other things. I mean, like, he's in shit. theater too, like a ton. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yep. We still accepted it. So, I know they talk about it a lot because they were just trying to like give him insulting kind of money. Did you say Jim Carrey made $7 million I did, yeah. Out of the total budget of $17 million? Uh-huh. Wow. In, in the comment on this fact, it talked about how, like, you could imagine where the money went, <laughs> what to Jim Carrey. Yeah. Who, you know? Um, okay. I think I'm ready for this, Pauline. I got to say, this was very hard to do because a lot happened in this movie. But it's all ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, what is plot? What is just them doing things wild? So I, I did my best. All right. You ready? Okay. Three, two, 
one. Lloyd and Harry, best friends who are nice but dumb as hell. Lloyd drives a limo and is obsessed with Mary Swanson, a woman he takes to the airport. She lives a briefcase in the terminal with random money for a kidnapped house. Lloyd sees and tries to return to her, but quickly leaves and he gets fired. Harry's fired from his dog grooming job and delivering dogs late. Mental and sure are bad guys who see Lloyd take suitcase to follow him home. Lloyd and Harry think they're debt collectors and flee to the apartment only to return to see it ransacked and Harry's dead parakeet. Lloyd and Harry decide to go to Aspen and return the briefcase to Mary and leave their shitty house in, in Providence. Mental pretends to be a hitchhiker and is pranked by them with chili peppers and mistakes his meds with the rat poison and he dies. The bad guys think they are A plus assassins. Lloyd gets distracted and takes a wrong turn and drives through Nebraska. Harry decides to walk back, but Lloyd trades her dog van for a minibike. They ride for and ask for no money and no housing. Harry attacks Lloyd in frustration. They break open the briefcase, open a revealing ton of money in which they spend on a hotel suit, clothes, and a car. They learn Mary's hosting a gala and attend. Harry tries to lure Mary, Mary to, to Lloyd, ends up trying to ski with her and lies to Lloyd, says he got him a date. The next day, Lloyd waits all day for Mary and Harry spends a day with her. Lloyd figures it out, gives Harry laxative, tells Mary he has a briefcase, and the hotel reveals to his feelings. He's like, yeah, I'm mad past the bad guys catch up, and Harry gets storms and gets shot, but it's really working with the feds and the bad guys are arrested. <laughs> they leave Aspen and Bikini Girls in a van. Holy shit, Kayla. <sighs> are you one minute exactly on the dot? <gasps> oh my well done. God, thank you. Okay. Holy crap. That was uh, a little tough to follow. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that, <laughs> it was tough for me to stumble upon in the middle of that because so many weird things happen and their names, their names are ridiculous. Okay, my, fir- my first few thoughts. At first, from the scene of like them getting fired and the apartment scene, I go, this is going to be a long movie. Yeah. I go, no part of this is funny to me. And I'm like, okay, this movie title is accurate to probably how I'm going to watch this. I got to say... As I kept watching it, it got funnier and funnier. Wow, I am surprised. I really thought you were going to be like, no fucking way. At the beginning, I was like, this is so not for me. And then I just generally was amused as the movie went on and on. It is one where you you can go in knowing it's going to be absurd. So it's not like you have expectations of like a high quality movie. You know it's just going to be ridiculous. And you can lean into it a little bit. And like the humor of it isn't just like gagged, which of course there certainly are. There's like a smart, dumb humor to it too because half of their dumbness is that they're oblivious. It's not just that they're doing dumb things. It's that they don't notice anything that's around them. So that is hilarious to me. The scene where... Harry is on this kind of pseudo date with Mary and she playfully tries to have a snowball fight and he gets (laughs) irrationally angry at her, whips the snowball at her and then starts fighting her in the snow and looks like he's about to kill her. And then she laughs and he goes, Oh yeah, we're playing was so fucking funny to me i was like this is so stupid but because he gets his rage yeah. and she's no he, like clue. shocks a snowball he's <laughs> so mad like there were so many funny parts in this movie and i gotta say i've been quoting from this movie without realizing oh it yeah 100 for years no clue and I go, did I just hear that right? So my mom has always always she she goes like oh i like it a lot I look at her a lot. Like, like we lot. always do that. Yeah. So I've done it most of my life. So to hear Lloyd say that, I was literally looking around like, what? Are you kidding me? I've been referencing Dumb and Dumber this whole time. So that was very amusing to me. Um, what about the, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Like I could see like where like the lines, you know, tend to be. Um, yeah. It was just very amusing to me. Like even right up to the end. Now I got to say, to tie back in your film, watching Dumb and Dumber, which is basically a movie about their obliviousness and them doing stupid shit, and watching Thelma and Louise truly made me want to kill Thelma because it was just like, <laughs> to go from Dumb and Dumber to her, yeah. I was like, this True. is the worst. Um, 
Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised at this film. I did hear that there's like a prequel and a sequel in it too. I didn't. I think I saw bits and pieces to the prequel. They don't have a Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, so you can't oh, watch okay. them. So oh, yeah. That's well, I think the sequel it. does. Oh, the, oh, you know, maybe I just never saw the sequel then. The prequel, it's Dumb and Dumber 2. And then there's a Dumb and Dumber-er. That's the prequel that okay. doesn't have them. That's like how they met, which is that throughout the movie, they have the girl that was kind of between them. And so I think that movie's like them in high school and that whole, because oh, like gotcha. Harry brings it up like I knew Lloyd that you were, you know, with my girl or whatever. Um, just like so, st- just like the dog van, the like, oh. Another, the dog van is great. Another plot line that cracked me up. Is that there's these bad guys chasing them the whole time, and through their just <laughs> obliviousness, there's a guy named Seabass. Yes. I love it. Through their obliviousness, they somehow confuse the bad guys to think they're assassins, and I think that's hilarious. Like they're just we're dealing with like they kill the main guy who's trying <laughs> to kill them with rat poison mistakenly, and they're just like we're dealing with professionals, like and just all the constant ways that it seems like, and then when they show up at the gala and they're like they're here and it just that cracked me up because it's just something that's like behind the scenes and usually when that happens like the characters realize it like figure out yeah. what's going on the whole movie they have no clue that they're being chased by these bad guys trying to recover this kidnapped ransom money so i just love that how about when they finally get it and there's just a whole bunch of IOUs in the yes. uh, suitcase? <laughs> there's, I'm just watching them spend it. So on this like hotel room and just crazy stuff, I'm like, and they're like, we'll pay it back. Those suits, the uh, blue Those and suits. orange suits. I have to tell you the, uh, I think it was, yeah, it's definitely Harry when he's at her house, uh, Mary's house or wherever she's staying. Yes. And he runs into the bathroom and yes. just after taking the laxative and explodes it. And she's like, oh, that doesn't work. That is a traumatizing, yes. just like nightmare. Like, oh my God, if that happens on a date, you have no Listen, idea. Listen, if do. we have, I'm just going to be real. If we haven't experienced it, we've at least had the dread of that happening. Yeah. <laughs> Where something bad happens to you in the bathroom and you realize you can't flush or can't remove and it. And if it's I taking mean, too long, you're like, oh no, oh no, this is taking too long. It's a stuff of nightmares. So I just, yeah. So that's why I think I enjoyed it. Like it had, of course, the like gag silly things but there's so um, many iconic scenes yeah like okay when harry is going to talk to the girl at the gas station oh yeah and his legs on fire because she's gorgeous and trying she's to be gorgeous and ends up she's one of the feds and he's just like starts yelling at her like just all give me your damn number you you have harry or you have a uh, lloyd at the bar talking to her and it's just like brushing her off and she's just like oh i broke up with my boyfriend like again you learn that she's been kind of conning them but it just is so funny to me so yeah it is just it is such a stupid comedy but you said it well it is smart stupid comedy i know that sounds like an oxymoron but they're in on the joke and it's done in a way where you can laugh at them because they have no idea that they should be laughing at themselves yeah you know and I, one of my favorite scenes, and it's kind of like a smaller one because there's so many great scenes, is when they're like freezing their asses off. Harry's there, his hands are going yes. numb, and he's like, oh man, I don't think I can feel my hands anymore. And then Lloyd just takes off. He goes, oh, here, uh, maybe you can take my second pair of gloves. My hands are starting to get a little sweaty. He's like, what? You had a second pair of gloves you this had- whole time? 
He's that. like, yeah, we're in Aspen. We're yeah, of course. <laughs> so I great. Mean, yeah. Jeff Daniels is really, I mean, he's really good at playing like the straight man and just kind of like, again, being oblivious as a humor tactic totally works for me. And that's yeah. most of like where they go wrong in those films because they just aren't, paying, they don't realize what they're doing. Trading the uh, the dog fan straight up for a moped. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and then you think Harry's going to be so upset, but again, he's dumb. And so he's like, I love you. Like, he's just like, great. Just idea. when I thought you just couldn't get any worse, you come back. And completely redeem yourself. I'm just like, these two are so... Just because you... I think you tend to lean towards Harry because he seems like the more capable person. But no. Like, he's just dumb in a different way. It's dumb and dumber. Harry is dumb and Lloyd is dumber, right? Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Wow. He just kind of blew my mind there. Oh, yeah. That's... I thought that was just common knowledge. Yeah, I guess if we did have to kind of put them in a bucket, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. where it is. So, yeah. I mean, overall, I mean... I'm glad to... Like here that you yeah. enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I I totally get why you think I wouldn't, but again, the first few minutes I was like, oh, I don't know about this, but it just it hit for me. It did. I so like it. I I understand why it's a classic buddy film and honestly a classic comedy because most people I feel like reference this movie a lot. So hundred percent. So it was good stuff. All right, final thoughts, and we got to do our VHS ratings for yes. these films. So. Overall, Thelma Louise, for me, it was good, not great. I wonder if a rewatch would better serve it, but I would say good, not great. And Dumb and Dumber surprised me. Is kind of where I ended on these films for me. What would you... Well, I guess I did Thelma and yeah. Louise, so I'll give you my rating okay. first. Yes. I give it two VHS tapes. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it... I totally forgot to do my ratings for so I'm doing this live. Since it's your first time watching it, I'd like yeah. to get your rating as well. All right. I, I would give it two and a half okay. VHS so tapes. We are both down on a movie that was nominated for Best uh, yeah, Director which and, is, every, and Actors. But you know and, what? That tells us we're not film snobs. We don't just love a movie because everyone true. loves it. We have to truly like it. We have it, our so own opinions, We do. Kayla. Even and, if they're wrong. No, we're well. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. It went over my head. <laughs> okay, so what about Dumb and Dumber? For me, it's a three and a half VHS tapes. Yeah, I think I'm like yeah. right in there with you because yeah. it's you just lean film. right into it and you just there's not like a ten minute stretch right. where you're not laughing at something. I, I agree. I agree. So it's funny because I knew some of the scenes like just from clips or whatever like the frozen snot stuff so like putting them all together into a cohesive film was also kind of like okay i see the plot line now so okay justin you are up to pick our next movie theme Ooh, what are we gonna get kayla are we excited or are we nervous i'm excited we have science fiction that's a pretty broad one kayla this must be one of your categories (laughs) I don't know how I feel about Should that. Should I draw one. another one? Yeah. All right. We're, we're, we, we've, we've done, done so many machine, science. Yeah, 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 we did aliens. We did. Yeah. We're not doing science fiction. We've no. done too many of those. Watch, I'm gonna draw like aliens. <laughs> Black now and again. white. <laughs> Oscar best pictures. Ooh. Okay, so is this best picture winners from Oscars? Yes, I think so. we should do best picture to really. Perfect. So that's a fun one. Yeah, Kayla. that I'm is excited. a good one. My mind is really 
going a million places with previous Oscar winners. What <laughs> what joy I get to do. So that's from the first Oscars on. So, you know, if you're really feeling the silent film, then I'll give you a free. 1938 movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you can do that. Okay. Let's go into our Swarly of the Week. All right. My Swarly of the Week this week, and I know you're going to share this frustration. We've talked about the writer's strike. We've talked about fair wages, and we can't wait to get back to the TV and films we're looking forward to. But we took a recent blow the other day, and it was the announcement that Dune 2 was getting pushed back to March, a film that we both were looking Just devastating news. What's even crazier is that these studios, you know, they blame the strike, they blame blah, 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 because obviously actors are not promoting, and so they're just worried about the promotion, all that, their pockets, but not enough to, you know, end the strike. The funny part of it is that they're, they're, this uh, ton of magazine had this huge spread for the film, talking about coming out in November, all this stuff, so you're, they wasted just all of this money on this promotion for this. I mean, Dune 2 is everywhere for nothing, for it to get pushed back to March. And then I'm seeing like recent, you know, kind of glimpses of the movie with my girl Florence Pugh, of course. And I'm yeah. just devastated that I'm not going to get another Florence Pugh film by the end of the and year. And it's not pushed back a month or two. It's pushed back no, like six March. months. I mean. Ridiculous. So ridiculous. So they really need to get together because... Fuck, November was going to be so exciting. Killers of the Flower Moon was supposed to be Dune 2. It was supposed to be The a... prequel to Hunger Games 2 is coming prequel out. prequel to the Hunger Games. It was our time to shine. Okay, a lot to be thankful for in the month of November. And here we are, Dune 2-less. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. brutal. All right. All right, my Swarly of the Week is Verizon Fios. So Okay, it sounds personal. It sounds personal because it is personal. So <laughs> I cancel my... Bios okay. to basically do Hulu Live TV, get rid of cable. Oof. And I uh, I call and you know the guy was pretty helpful. Like, yeah, we can actually you don't get any type of additional fee. You can keep the internet, get rid of the uh, cable, not a big deal. Cool. And I'm like, all right, so uh, I want to get all these discounts. He's like, sure. I don't know how to do this one discount, but you should save ten bucks. I was like, well, how do I know for real that I'm saving that? Well, you don't know. You'll have to wait until it gets credited back. And I go. Well, that's bullshit. So I like kept his name down, whatever. I then have to drop off all the stuff that uh, the old boxes and everything. And I have to pick up a new router, which is the same exact router that I had previously, which is annoying. So that's why everybody has to re-sign in when they come in. And then a couple weeks after, I look and I get an email that I'm being charged the full amount for the month after I had canceled the previous month. And I'm like... What the hell is going on? So I call, talk to a very nice lady who's just like, oh, yeah, they charge you and then they credit it back the next month. (gasps) I go, what do you mean they credit it back? Well, technically, you cancel like day two of the month. So they charge you the full month and then credit you back all the days you didn't use, which is going to be like a full amount. I go, "What, what kind of complete and utter bullshit is that? And then I brought up this discount thing the other guy mentioned. She goes, oh, yeah, I just send you an email and you click enable and that saves you the 10 bucks. I go, why the hell could this other guy not do this right. for me? And I was on the phone with him for a long time. I was like, he's like, I sent you something. I was like, I clicked it. It doesn't do anything. He's like, oh, well, did you uh, sign up for it? Did you, did you enable it? I'm like, I did exactly what you told me yeah. to do. Well, I don't see anything on my end. Well, 
I, I can't do your job for you. So how am I? I don't know. I, how, I, how am I supposed to tell you how to do it? You're, you're the one who told me about it. So I was just getting heated about this yeah. for a minute. So now I need to wait until next month to see if I get credited back this $180 or oh whatever for God. the last month of Fios. And I'm just so heated because what if they don't credit me back? Then I just have to bitch at them like over and over. I have the receipts and everything saved. But what a shit show they're running over there. They can't just stop it. And then I got another email to go with this a few days ago that says, please return your equipment. <laughs> I returned it immediately after I canceled. And I have the receipts for it. So what are you guys talking about right now? First of all, purchasing internet is wild because like half of them like loan you the routers and then some you have to buy. It's like all, all the bullshit excuse to get money off of you. Yeah. And two, we're close enough that I've known your battles about files for some time now, yep. uh, especially when you're tweeting about them not doing something that they need to do at customer service. So They're, good riddance. I have no issues most of the time with the yeah. internet. It's the customer service, the cable we were having issues with, and... Their website, completely useless. Yeah, agreed. It's like they have a chat tool, useless. Everything takes forever to download. You log in. It sends you a link to your phone to verify. And then it, it just puts you in a circle of not being able to yes. log in properly. I just can't stand it. For a billion-dollar corporation, you think they'd figure out how to make a damn website work. Amen, brother. I'm with you there. So that is my swarly <laughs> of the week, Kayla. <laughs> Fios and Dune 2, you know. Sucks. All right, so what do we have for our friendship question of the week this so week, So listen, we're buddies, best buddies, and we talked about buddy movies. So I thought it might be fun to talk about what kind of movie you think we could be in. So okay. kind of a plot. I mean, there's lots of themes. So. I have a, it's, I mean, it's a pretty typical buddy movie, yeah. but I am envisioning it's uh, me and you. Yep. We Maybe we haven't seen each other in a while. Okay. It's a, a reunion. Yep. To do a road trip across country okay. to like go to a friend's wedding we haven't seen in a while. Okay, you there's know, a lot of potential there. Because we, I like the uh, the opposites. It's like we're reuniting. So are, are we going to pick up where we left off as friends? We're going on road trip. We used to love going on road trips together. And shenanigans ensue on road trips. So I think, and then we end up at a wedding, which is a good climax for the movie of, reuniting everything's happening and then she hits the fan you know oh yeah absolutely so i had something similar like have you seen the movie euro trip i have yep so i kind of see as yeah just like a misfit journey <laughs> to europe or wherever that's just like this comedic uh vienna austria yes, August yes, for yes exactly it's our own euro trip did you ever get uh the codes for the rest of the u.s states or no man i made every attempt and but no nope. luck no nope. so are you going to austria with us i just might be that just might be. You gotta I let us I know. Let's I go, know, Kayla. Let's plan this shit. We got a year. Austria. <laughs> 12 months. We're going to be so excited. God, Taylor Swift. What can't she do? And she's giving us, we must say, 1989. So, of course, we'll be having an episode on oh, yeah. my most excitable Taylor Swift version, I got to say. 100%. Please, please. Thank you, Taylor. All right. I think that wraps it up for our movie buddy episode. Hope you enjoyed. Check out Dumb and Dumber. Check out Thelma and Louise. And we'll see you next week. Well, that's it for this episode of Wrong Opinions Only. Please follow us on Instagram at Wrong Opinions Only and on Twitter at Wrong Opinions JK, where we'll be dropping some clues and hints to upcoming episodes. Until then, JK out.